Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me as a guest co-host this evening is Victoria Monday from Edge of the Rabbit Hole. This evening, we're going to be talking about presidential ghost stories and different sightings around the country. Of course, a lot of Washington, D.C. Uh, ghost sightings. And Victoria Monday and I just realized that we actually have a relative in common who is presidential, and so therefore, Victoria and I are distant cousins. So we'll uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit, but um, I do want to throw this disclaimer out for those that are watching this live on YouTube right now. Even though we're talking about presidents on Beyond the Shadows right now, no political flame wars down in the chat. Not going to stand for it. Our moderator, uh, Quarantine Ghost, Thank you, of course, always Quarantine Ghost. We'll be um, monitoring that closely. Um, we're here to have fun, talk the supernatural, talk hauntings, talk ghosts. And while these are presidential ghosts and uh, related hauntings, we're not getting into the politics here. That's for another forum elsewhere. So without further ado, we'll get to some presidential ghost stories in Victoria. Mike, would... thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So this is a little bit different. I'm happy to have you here um, beyond the shadows, <laughs> which was usually our, you know, edge of the rabbit hole evening. But um, things happen. And so we'll we'll make do. Mm-hmm. But, um, last day of Mercury retrograde. Yes. Last day of Mercury retrograde. You've been warning me about Mercury for <laughs> probably the last month that I have. So yeah. I'm going to find that little booger out in space and... Um, shoot it off into the sun or something because it's, it's really little, it's a little planet you can just yeah just like no. okay, <laughs> just flick it with your finger right and i send all bad drivers to mercury i banish them so oh well there gonna, you go it, it's a planet of bad drivers it's a planet of bad drivers okay mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> they might melt but <laughs> who cares they're bad drivers don't we? there you go all right so here we go into the uh presidents here now what's interesting about um haunted presidents and victoria had asked me before the show if we were going to be talking a lot about lincoln because you you had mentioned that lincoln is supposed to be the most seen um Mm -hmm. presidential ghost in the white house yeah everything i read like this past week or so because i didn't even know you were doing a show on this but yeah something i'm interested in is lincoln and the presidents and everything and everyone's like oh yeah everyone from like teddy roosevelt to dolly madison i mean they've all seen well, I'm not sure about Dolly Madison. <laughs> she came before or after. Um, but everyone has seen Lincoln's ghost. Um, yeah, yeah. A around. lot of people have. Winston Churchill has seen him there. Um, Queen yeah. Wilhelmina of the Netherlands has seen him there. So a lot of different people. The um, Reagans always. They were yeah. always talking about him. Yeah, the Reagans. So you you have um, had a lot of uh, famous people, you know, that are talking about, hey, we've seen ghosts at the White House. And so a lot of people also relate the Lincoln ghost to his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, who is deep into the spiritualism movement. Mm-hmm. However, and this is sad, um, the spiritualism in the White House actually predated um, Mary Todd Lincoln. And our friend and Hunter Road Media author, Michelle Hamilton, has a wonderful book on spiritualism in the Lincoln White House. And she actually points out that uh, in, in the very beginning of the book, that uh, spiritualism was really introduced to the White House by Jane Pierce, who was the wife 
well, she was also first lady of President Franklin Pierce and uh, her son or their son, Benny, had actually died in a train accident. And so um, she actually had a, a seance that was held in order to try to contact the spirit of Benny. So a lot of people don't realize that that actually all started um, with the Pierce presidency, not the Lincoln residency, presidency. But um, it is, of course, the Franklin, or now I'm getting all discombobulated. <laughs> Well, I know Mary Todd was trying to, um, oh, I don't know the son's name that passed. Um, Willie. Willie. Willie, he passed, yeah. And I know she was trying to contact him. So a lot of that was going on before the assassination even. Right, yeah, that was all going on before the assassination. Um, Mary, Mary Todd Lincoln had um, had become good friends with Nettie Colburn, who was a renowned psychic of the day. And uh, talking about renowned psychics, um, Jane Pierce actually had one of the Fox sisters come and do that seance. Uh, Maggie uh, Fox. Yeah. Yeah, I know about them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was kind of interesting. And it's still debatable these days as to whether there were frauds or not. Now, one of the sisters came forward and said, yes, we were. But then a lot of people said, well, she was trying to make a buck at the time because, you know, they had become very poor. And so she sold the story. So it's to this day, you know. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was Willie who had... Um, passed away and she was trying to contact him um even president lincoln said that uh he had sensed willie near him where he said i catch myself involuntarily talking to him as if he were near me and i feel that he is so you know again one of our presidents there admitting that you know he's feeling you know a, i mean granted it's the spirit of his son but he's at least feeling spirit nearby him and um I don't, I don't know. I mean, Victoria, have you heard of, you know, we all hear of Lincoln. I don't know if we hear of Willie being there at the White House anymore. I don't think so. Um, when he passed, was his body in state there? Or, I mean, they don't do that for families, do they? It would just be for, like, the dignitaries? Right, right. Okay. So I'm not sure where Willie's buried. I'm going to have to look that one up. Okay. <laughs> so maybe somebody down there in the chat can can look up where Willie's buried. I mean, if he... Since he passed away in D.C., he may be right there in D.C. somewhere. I mean, I don't know yeah. if they would ship him all the way back uh, to Illinois. I mean, they did that with, with Lincoln, but... Um, it's like I'm, who's buried in Grant's tomb. <laughs> exactly, Grant. <laughs> so that's our connection, by the way. We'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> so um, Betty Lange asked the question, do you think uh, Mary Lincoln would be more understood now than she was back then? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, spiritualism was a big movement back then, but you know, it was still highly controversial. Um, it's a lot more mainstream these days. You know, we, we went through that period in the country where we just totally fell away from any of that, and it was kind of like, I don't know, the country became sterile for a while. Mm -hmm. And then over yeah. the last 20, 30 years, we've, we've started to ramp that back up more so. Yeah, there was a resurgence like in the 80s, if you want to blame Shirley MacLaine for it, you know, all the new age <laughs> movement, you know, and then all that started coming back and the books were being published because I was working in a bookstore then. It's like, oh, my oh. God, look at this, you know, <laughs> great okay. stuff. Llewellyn, you know, all the Llewellyn books. Okay. That's yeah, yeah, Llewellyn has it. I know, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're pimping another publisher here. They're not as good. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the Haunted Road Media calendar to come out because that's... Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't do that's, calendars that's what yet. I get. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's enough with the books. I couldn't imagine doing I a know. calendar too. Although, um, we're in conjunction with uh, totally off topic. Sylvia Schultz is doing a, a book with us, and she has a calendar shit that she's having published through somebody else, and they'll you know kind of come out around the same time. So, you know, I do photography. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'll have to have to send Sylvia your way. <laughs> so, right. Um, all right. So, um, following that with uh, with Mary Todd Lincoln now. After President Lincoln was assassinated, um, she got in touch with William Mumler, the spirit photographer of the day. And uh, he was um, largely considered a fraud. Uh, you know, photography was still kind of in its infancy, and he was utilizing a lot of double exposure. And so um, what's interesting about Mumler is that even though they based, he was basically um guilty of fraud and even in court he had a ton of people come out and say yeah we, we know it's not true but it makes us feel better and mm -hmm. the judge actually ruled in favor of mumbler by saying that the prosecution didn't present a strong enough case he's like yeah this guy's a fraud but you didn't present a strong enough case so he wins <laughs> which is really okay. interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, but he did produce this uh, eerie photo of uh, Mary Todd Lincoln with uh, President Lincoln. So it's a you know, rather famous photo. Um, I was um, reading about that the other day. Sorry to interrupt. Oh yeah, no, go right. Um, but, go ahead. but when when she was having her spiritualist friends over for entity or whatever they do back then, you know, entity. <laughs> yeah, you still want me to come out with the entity to go along Winter, with the hundred roast? It, it's down to <laughs> seventy here. I need my my warm winter drinks. So it's kind of cold. Anyway, um, she was having her tea party or whatever with her spiritualist friends. And mm -hmm. she said she felt like Lincoln was there with his hands on her shoulder. And that's just what that photo looked like. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. His his hands are on her shoulder. So um, now was that, um, was that, was that stated she had, before she had the photo yeah. taken? Okay, okay. It was so a couple weeks was, before. All right. So he was kind of playing off of that if he if he had known about it. Which oh I don't gosh. know if he, yeah. Don't I don't know, know if he would have known about it, <laughs> right? Yeah. But that's really interesting. Um, and yeah, B three Airspace says, "Heck, I'd like to see the spirits of the president's wives, like Dolly Madison." Um, I believe Dolly yeah. Madison is seen there at the White House too. I mean, there's like mm -hmm. a whole laundry list of different people that are seen at the White House. And we're not going to cover all of them, um, but Lincoln is seen there as well. You know, there he is in the Lincoln bedroom hanging out. Of course, this is not a real photograph of him, but <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here he is. You know, just hanging out. You know, everybody sees him. He's part of the tour. <laughs> you know, and I do apologize to our uh, podcast listeners uh, because you're not going to see these photographs. But basically, this is a photo of the Lincoln bedroom, and President Lincoln is superimposed onto the photograph. So he would be an easy one to see, don't you think? Because he's so tall. Or was very that? tall and he has a very yeah. distinct beard. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Everybody kind of recognizes Abraham Lincoln. So, of course, while talking about Abraham Lincoln, um, his, yeah, he and John Wilkes Booth, of course, are very uh, intertwined. And there are a lot of hauntings associated with this assassination. Of course, Lincoln being still in the White House, and we already kind of went over all the people that have said to have seen him. 
but after John Wilkes Booth assassinated Lincoln, like every step along his escape route um, has some sort of haunting associated with it, including, you know, at the murder location, Ford's Theater. Mm-hmm. So, um, Victoria, have you been out east there, Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, you know, where a lot I of that did. stuff took place? I actually went to Reagan's inauguration. Oh, did you? So, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, and then um, we hightailed it because we had to walk everywhere. I mean, what um, were you, about four? Um, two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, bath is not my strong suit. Okay. So when the weather comes in off the mountains and hits the... <laughs> no, anyway. Um, there you go. Yeah, I was... Yeah, um, uh-huh. Well, let's just say my... Um, my high school diploma is old enough to drink. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A couple times. Anyway, um, where are we going with this? Oh, yeah. We, we went to Ford's Theater because we oh, had you did to go walk to Ford's everywhere. Theater. Okay. Because we were, you know, how the, um, Washington has the underground subways and all that kind of thing. Yep. And we yeah, were. The metro. Ta- yep. Okay. So we were taking the um, subway somewhere and we came up, and that's the day the Iranian hostages were released. Oh, um, okay. And it was so weird because everyone was gone and they were over at the inauguration and there was just like the, um, are they called the Chinook helicopters? I'm not, I'm not the, sure. The, okay. the black ones with the, like they would have it like in the Vietnam photos, mm-hmm. or whatever. Those military helicopters were flying all over like the plaza and everything. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, what did we miss? You know, because <laughs> there was just nobody around, but it was amazing. Yes. So to answer your question, yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I did the Forge Theater thing when I was a kid. I actually worked in downtown Washington for a year. And it's funny because I would on occasion walk past Forge Theater. It was down uh, one of the streets and we'd be, you know, walking past. Oh, there's Forge Theater. You know, and we'd be going to like a pizza place or whatever for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so I did stop in there as an adult. Um, and, and I'll get to it here. Well, actually, I'll just throw it up here now. The, the one place that I did uh go to quite often where is it i know i included it here um was this place walk and roll which okay yeah it's a chinese restaurant now i would actually meet up my <laughs> with my uncle here quite often whenever he would come visit washington because he had a he'd be coming through the area as a good friend that lives in washington dc and this was kind of like in between where i worked and where his friend was um now Okay, what does a Chinese restaurant have to do with the Lincoln assassination? Well, if did, you noticed, what? Did John Wilkes get takeout or something? He needed some egg rolls before, you know, he, he went to Ford's Theater, right? Get the fortune cookie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah see if the fortune was telling him, yeah, go ahead and do it. Um, but in a sense, yeah, yeah, he, he did find out uh, his fortune there. It, it, Right next to the front door there, you know, it's the white building. Uh, right next to the front door, you see this it, on the photo. It kind of looks like a brown rectangle. But what that actually is, is a plaque. It's the old Surratt boarding house where the conspiracy was hatched. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, you would never recognize it now walking in there. It just looks like, you know, a Chinese restaurant, which I do recommend, by the way. They do have good food. Um, but that is where the conspiracy was hatched. And yeah, I'd, I'd hang out there quite a bit. We'd walk down there. Uh, I'd either walk, walk down there with the guys or, you know, go meet up with my uncle. Um, Did you nope. ever see anything? Uh, not there. And trying to talk to them about, I mean, they would tell you 
you know, yes, this is the place where the cons- you know conspiracy was hatched and all that stuff. Um, but you know, like trying to get, hey, can we take a look around at the historic? No, 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 because you know it's it's their it's their business um, or asking about hauntings and stuff like that. No, mm-hmm. they they weren't coughing up anything like that. Although, of course, there are many people that do believe that the building is haunted. But I think anything that's like tied in with John Wilkes Booth or Abraham Lincoln or anything like that. Everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, it's haunted. So, Is that the same place they took Lincoln? Because I know they took him like across the street and he died and there's bloodstains on the pillowcase and they still have the pillowcase there. That's across from uh, Ford's Theater. So that's, um, I would say that's what, like at least three or four blocks down H and then maybe another two blocks down. I don't know if that's... Oh, so they were maybe, toting... the maybe that's ninth. I don't know. So it's it's going to be a little ways away. They were toting him along. There was nothing closer they could take him to. I mean, I don't know what the building situation was like back then. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, uh, they they took him right across the street, and that's where he officially died. Mm. So um, now John Wilkes Booth, uh, he made off with uh, co-conspirator David Harold um, out of town. And their first stop was the actual Surratt homestead, uh, which was in uh, Clinton, Maryland, still standing there to this day. Um, you can go there and tour and everything. Um, served as a number of things as a, of course, the family home, as an inn. There was a little post office that was in there. And um, essentially between the boarding house and and. Uh, John Wilkes Booth stopping at this house. That's how Mary Surratt got uh, convicted for her involvement. And uh, so they stopped here to get supplies. This house has its own haunts from the family. Um, A little Victorian girl has been seen there. People hear footsteps and whatnot all up and down the steps inside. So, you know, it's it's, it's a rather haunted house. And was it Mary Surratt hung also? She was, yeah, yeah. She okay. was she was hung with some of the other uh, conspirators, um, because of you mm-hmm. know it's her boarding house. They say that she was involved in the meetings. It was her house. Now it was um, her son John that actually arranged all the supplies to be there, and he booked out of the country. In fact, he got <laughs> as far as Egypt. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He knew. <laughs> he, yeah, he knew. He's like, I'm out of here. And actually, what did them in was, um, and it's really interesting. So if you go, I'll, I'll show the photo of the house again. Um, in the upstairs, uh, in the attic area, what they had done was they actually um, hung the rifles from, um, like, the rafters in the attic down into the walls of the house. So when you were up there, all you were – see where like these strings going down into the walls well one of the rifles that they had strung up there fell and ended up in the wall between the dining room and i believe the kitchen and basically the investigators came and when they i don't know how they got tipped off that the gun was in the wall but they tore apart the wall and found the gun in there oh wow yeah it's kind of crazy hmm. does she haunt it i mean i would be ticked off you know because um, i was just I'm, there filling the mead glasses or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard, like, Mary specifically haunts there. 
Um, she seemed to be more at the boarding house rather than back at the Surratt homestead. Um, so most of the sightings are of uh, the little girl or this guy that's always walking up and down the stairs because they say it sounds like heavy bootsteps. Um, interesting. So Nick Graves, what's your all thoughts about some of these big events being linked to timeline manipulation, possibly even causing such things as the Mandela effect? So related to presidential hauntings? I mean, what what do we have as far hmm. as like presidential Mandela effect? I thought I Lincoln know. was assassinated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless, unless that changed. Yeah. I don't know. Um, hmm. I mean, Mandela wasn't our president. Right. So. The theory, butterfly effect, you know. Right. Um, gee, Nick. <laughs> you know, Nick, Nick, Nick and Bradford both live up that way, so maybe they can go check it out. And... So I think, is this, yeah. QG, is this question from you? So would those buildings be a part of the stone tape theory? Um, possibly. I mean, any of this, when we're talking about these hauntings, could possibly, uh, you know, have stone tape theory involved with it. Like when you talk about, you know, some of the residual hauntings. Um, now, from my understanding, people have had interactions with the little girl, but like you know, talking at the Surratt house, but when it comes to the heavy bootsteps on the stairs, that seems more like a residual type of a haunting and not intelligence. So it could be something you know, related to stone, stone tape theory and whatever it is that's the catalyst kicks it off and then you hear the steps. So any thoughts, Victoria? Be. Sometimes. No. Sometimes. <laughs> no. no, but that sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. I, I, like I was telling you today, I heard steps all over this place. All the, I'm home alone. So, well, I'm, you I even don't... thought before the show you were hearing EVPs over. Um... I was hearing people talking and there was voices. That's why I thought you had an external mic on somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But there were uh, conversations were going on in my headset. And <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's one of the cats. That are, not, that are not your cats. You know, it, you joke, but I have been seeing more and more little shadow figures running around here in the last really? three, or, three or four days. They're all oh, like knee-high knee high and lower. Shadow know. cats, shadow dogs? Shadow critters. Shadow critters. Know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We started feeding the wildlife because it's getting cold. You know, it's down to 50. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, freezing cold there. Well, you know. It is. So, you know, I got to take care of the little kids. And we're, <laughs> we're feeding the possums and the, the raccoons out here. And uh, oh, I don't okay. know, maybe, well, who knows? Yeah. Well, Bring for the in. Houston area, that's chilly. So. Yes, All right. it is. <laughs> so following that, John Wilkes Booth went to the Samuel Mudd house. He had broken his leg when he jumped out of the balcony during the assassination. And they knew of Dr. Mudd. He had met him once, apparently, in, in one of the circles. And so they went to his house to get his leg tended to. And the fact that they found the boot of John Wilkes Booth under the bed is what got Samuel Mudd uh, convicted for the conspiracy of Abraham Lincoln. He's another one that highly controversial. Um, the evidence was very kind of circumstantial. They couldn't prove that he was part of the conspiracy only that he had once previously met John Wilkes Booth, but he did tend his leg and they found the boot under the bed and 
he ended up getting uh, in prison for a while, but was later pardoned because at the prison, there was a yellow fever outbreak. The doctor there died, and Dr. Samuel Mudd took over and helped all the patients through yellow fever, and so he ended up being pardoned. He came back home. Um, the house is extremely haunted with uh, many, many people have seen Dr. Mudd there. They've seen his wife there. Um, dolls have gone, uh, been thrown across the room. Uh, I've been there several times, and okay, so this is the room with uh, John that John Wilkes Booth had actually slept in while he was there. And what's interesting about this, one of the stories is that there's an impression that's left on the bed sometimes in that room as if somebody has been sleeping there. And this crazy story that I have, because I've also had whenever I've been there, strange um, strange things happen with my equipment. So the first time I was ever there, I lost all my photos, and that's where this story is going to come in. Uh, the last time I was there, it was like I lost all my audio. And so I only had the little microphone on the camera, to, and I'm, I was filming one of my little documentaries there, and, but audio was gone. So it was crazy stuff. But this one time, <clears throat> excuse me, when I had lost all the photos, I was like, oh, man, I got to go all the way back. And this place was like a couple hours. I mean, I was living in the state of Maryland at the time, but I was in the western part of Maryland where the mud house is, the eastern part. So it was a bit of a drive, a couple hours. I got all the way back out there. But I did. And when I showed up, the place was closed. I was like, you got to be kidding me. It was, it was on a day that they had it closed. And so I was resigned to just, I'll take photos from the gate. But just as I was getting out of the car, another uh, truck pulled up next to me. It was the, one of the docents, and he was actually opening the house up for a private showing. And so I told him my plate lost all my photos. And he's like, well, you can come on up, and you can take your photos while I'm opening up the house. Cool. Okay, I'm in luck. So we're walking through the house. He's opening the, the shades up in a lot of the different rooms. And I started asking him about the ghost stories. And, you know, he's telling me about the different apparitions that are seen, the things that move around the house and all that. And as we're walking up the stairs, he tells me about this thing with the impression in the bed that somebody, it looks like somebody's been sleeping there. And we walk into that room where John Wilkes Booth had slept. And sure enough, there's the impression on the bed. And I was like, you mean like this? And he had already walked over to the to the shades to to lift up the shades. And he turned around, and he looks, and he's like, "See, that's what I'm talking about." Now I have, you know, we have to go, and we have to fix it up and make it look nice. He was all upset that he was going to have to fix the bed and make it look good for the public. And so he was walking over the bed, like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. can I get a picture first? So it was really funny. So I kind of got a, and I'll show the photo. This is kind of a rare photo because they make sure that this thing is all straightened up before they open the house to the public. So you can kind of see um, where the person would have been lying, like where the elbow would be, the feet, and all that. So it's, a, it's an interesting photo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we have a lady down, well, you know, Galveston's had all of its tragic history. Yes. Um, I think it's the Ashton Villa house where the, is it the Hogs? I don't remember. The Governor Hogg and his daughters lived. I might be totally off on this. But anyway, it's Ashton Villa, whoever lived there. Her bed does the same thing. Oh, There's interesting. Very interesting. So mm -hmm. I guess right now would be a good time for you to tell your bed story. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not haunted. Don't believe me. <laughs> ah. 
No, Mike and I were chit chatting. We're kind of one upping each other, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, um, my grandmother, when I graduated from high school, my grandmother gave me her grandmother's bed. So, this bed comes around from like right around the Civil War time. I was like, yeah. And it was just Grandma Connie's. I didn't know who Grandma Connie was. So, I did the genealogy of it. And it turns out that was really, she's related to General Grant. So, I have General Grant's granddaughter's bed, who's my grandmother's grandmother. So it's an old iron bed. My grandfather died in it. Um, I did get a new mattress. And, uh, you know, we've had this bed. Gosh, oh, I hear people talking again now. Maybe it's the EVP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had this bed in our family for like, you know, 150 years or so or however long. But it's this old, old bed. So. Four pieces, you know. <laughs> General and later president. Ulysses S. Grant is yeah, a relative of yours. War. Yeah, did, he yeah. did a little uh, something there in the Civil War. Did a little yeah, presidential a work. Yeah. Yeah, something like Gettysburg or, you know, yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> General and later President Grant is also a relative of mine. So he was my uh, Aunt Bicky's, uh, my great Aunt Bicky's second cousin, which was my grandfather's aunt. Um, she was full name alberta grant but everybody called her bicky um yeah it was uh, he was her second cousin i don't have any cool things like a bed that was passed down or whatever but um at, let's at least can say yeah he's part of my lineage i'm pretty sure i've seen her name in my genealogy when i really when i was doing it yeah because i we went all we went back oh, to wow. like okay so i'll have to look again very cool very cool <laughs> so so victoria and i who knew we're, Clan Grant. We're, we're Clan Grant. <laughs> yeah. Distant cousins. So yeah. it's cool. Who knows? <laughs> See you at the reunion. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who holds those, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, save a glass of wine for me. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like, hmm, save. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, have a glass, you know? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I will not come in a kilt, though. That's not happening. <laughs> okay most of my friends do wear kilts so you know okay and, well you know i do all the renaissance things and um that's right you do yeah the, the guys say they're really comfortable you know once you go kilt you don't go back is what they say <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so i uh, will say i will say this because um the monday night uh video that's coming out on the hunter road media channel of course is going to be um, on the presidential ghosts because we've kind of relating the beyond the shadows uh, live streams to the Hunter Road Media uploads. Usually we do it in reverse. Usually I do the upload to the Hunter Road Media channel and then we do the longer extended live stream show. But this got reversed this time around. And I am including a, uh, a segment on there that does uh, include Ulysses S. Grant in an interesting painting of him that was discovered in Westminster, Maryland. I'm not going to get into the story now because I want you guys to go watch that on Monday. But um, Does he yeah. have a butter knife? <laughs> oh, the butter knife. I, got the, I have the butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about the butter knife before the yeah. show. That's right. That's right. I have the butter knife. So butter Robert, knife in the bed. <laughs> yeah. And Robert Hanna says uh, it's all part of the connected universe. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Somewhere along the way, we're, we're all connected somehow, some way, some other. Um, and Adam Tillery, Don, that tartan baby. <laughs> so, 
do you know the pattern, the the clan pattern? Yeah, I have you know, a, I have I a, find that out. <laughs> I have a, I have a tie with the tartan. Yeah, not a kilt, but I have a tie. <laughs> we'll have to work on that. Okay. <laughs> you know, your presidents, your ghosts of your presidents, aren't just tied to the northeastern. You know, there are some down here in Texas too. Oh, I know, I know, and I didn't. <laughs> what? I didn't get into all of those. Sorry, uh, kind of limited. Well, you know, I only have so much time to actually research and put. It. And there's so many. I mean, there's how many Teddy presidents? Forty Teddy some odd. Forty some odd presidents. So forty-five, I think. Yeah. I have a degree in fine arts. I don't know. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. He's here in Austin. Well, I'm not in Austin. He haunts He's in Austin. San Antonio, San Antonio in the Manger Bar when he was doing the uh, recruiting for the um, Rough Riders. Oh, okay, yeah. He would hang out in the Manger, and the Manger is this right right across the street from the Alamo, and it's this beautiful, beautiful, ornate wooden bar. It's gorgeous, just gorgeous, gorgeous. And you can feel him. There's an energy in there. Before mm -hmm. you know, I even knew any of these stories, I was taking pictures, you know, and there was this flickering blue orb that was kind of sitting on top of the bar. And so I would move around, and I was taking pictures from, you know, on film, so that's how old this was. Um, that little blue orb stayed there on that bar. No oh, matter wow. where I moved, it was always there. So you actually saw it with your eyes, and then you got a photo of it. Nope, didn't see it with my eyes. Oh, you didn't see it, it with your eyes, but it was always there on the photo. Okay. Yeah, it was hanging out by the orange slices and the cucumber or the cherries and all that. You know, the little thing they have on the garnish tray. But it was always there. No matter where I went, I went upstairs. I went down. I walked around, and it was always there. So they see cool. Teddy Roosevelt. Very cool, very cool. <laughs> B3 Airspace says, Mike, talk like Sean Connery. I would embarrass myself. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Sean Connery. I can't talk like Sean Connery. <laughs> Gone too soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, it had been a long time since he actually had filmed a movie. It's like, I didn't even realize it had you know, been years. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah, he was a great actor. And oh, I thought he, he, got, he got better and better with age, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah what's your favorite movie <laughs> oh that's a tough call yeah i don't know i i can't i can't say one specific movie was my favorite not leave not league of extraordinary gentlemen how about that oh. Oh. <laughs> not that one <laughs> leaves a bitter taste no <laughs> i know and that was like his last big movie and yeah was it it was yeah look at Look at his IMDb listing. That is his last major. He did like some voiceovers huh. and like little, you know, cameos and stuff. But that was his last big movie. Do you remember the the like post-apocalyptic movie where he wore like a silver no or gold lame bikini? It starts with a Z. I can't remember the name. Of it. Okay. Oh my God. You got to look for that one. Okay. I'll have to look that one up. Um, <laughs> That's why. Anyway. Time Bandits <laughs> was cool for an early '80s movie. That was a lot of fun. Wow, Indiana one. Jones. Well, Indiana? yeah, Indiana Jones. I of course loved him as uh, mm -hmm. Indy's father. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Or, or first night. <laughs> and Alina says she likes it when I talk like Mickey Mouse. I'm not doing Mickey Mouse right now. Oh come on. Maybe after the show, like <laughs> like when we do shout outs or something. Maybe I'll oh, do okay. that. All right. Okay. So all right, moving on. Well, thank you for the Teddy Roosevelt story. That's very cool, and I didn't yeah. even realize that I was. Um, stationed <laughs> while I was in basic training there at uh, Lackland in San Antonio. Yeah. But on um, it was a base leave day, which we only got one you know, mm -hmm. when family came down. And I did go to the Alamo. I had no idea that was right across the street. 
Yeah, if you're standing with the at the Alamo door with the Alamo to your back, it's immediately to the right. And there's the Emily Morgan right behind that. So all that right over there, all those hotels. Oh, wow. That used, wow. that used to be actually part of the Alamo. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we did yeah. the Alamo, and then we did the whole Riverwalk thing, which is beautiful. That's yeah, I love the Riverwalk. Every, everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gorgeous. we, we had anyway. lunch down there. It was nice. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Presidents. President. So, um, yeah, so Thomas Jefferson back at the White House, um, he's seen in the yellow oval room and, with his violin. So sometimes I guess people have caught Thomas Jefferson playing the violin in the yellow oval room. Um, but he also has been caught whistling along the grounds of Monticello, his, his former home. So he's – and you'll find that with a lot of these different – presidents is that they'll they seem to go from location to location to location everybody seems to have a sighting of a president somewhere and mm-hmm. you know they'll be all over the place so yellow oval room at the white house his old home at monticello and also one that many people do not know of is mount Pelier mansion in laurel maryland um, yeah, yeah, this is a uh, interesting house. It's one of the uh, Snowden homes. Richard Snowden, um, very wealthy person in Maryland, uh, back at the time, and they had all kinds of presidential guests there. So George Washington uh, had been there. His wife Martha on a separate occasion. Uh, John Adams, Abigail Adams, apparently Jefferson, since Jefferson roams the grounds at times. So a lot of different people. And this, that particular house actually, um, I have some weird little connection to, or, I, or at least I did for, for a moment. So when um, I was first proposed the book, because my editor came to me for Ghosts of Maryland and asked me if I wanted to do it. And I gave it like a day to think about. Um, <laughs> I did. I had a dream that night about uh, being in this historic mansion and I walk in and there's all these chairs in this like entrance hall and I sat down in one of the chairs and then when I went to go get up, I couldn't get out of it. Something was pushing me down, pushing me down, pushing me down into the chair. I was finally able to get out of it and I went out the front door and when I, I and I didn't include a photo of it here, um, but when I visited Mount Pelier Mansion, I of course agreed to the book. It was like the first place that I went to go visit because it was not too far from where I worked. I just took a little bit of an extended lunch and I went there. It was really cool because I got my own little um, private tour of the place, you know, just free roam of of the house, which was awesome. And I was the only one there other than the people who worked in the gift shop. And um, when I walked into the entrance hall of that house, there's all the chairs lined up. It's like, oh, my God, this was my dream. You knew. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, okay, this mm. just confirmed for me this is what I was supposed to be doing. But, um, yeah, it's, cool. a, yeah it's, a, it's a very, very cool historic mansion. Laurel, Maryland, you've ever get a chance there. Um, we, uh, when I had a book signing there one time some years later, um, it was kind of it was kind of cool. It was around um, Halloween time. Oh, I didn't even post it this past month. So, um, yeah, it was would have been Halloween twenty 
2013, 2014, maybe it was 2014, something like that. In any case, um, after I did this book reading and the signing and everything, they wanted me to read the ghost stories of the Snowden family. Um, we did like this candlelight uh, ghost tour of the mansion. And many of you in the chat uh, know Kat Gash, who ha has written a book for Haunted Road Media, is in a couple of the um, Encounters books. And she caught a fantastic shadow right at the bottom of the stairs where many people have seen a woman, an old woman wearing a uh, quilt. And she like, has a quilt draped over her and she walks down the stairs. And so the question is, was that shadow the woman with the quilt? So She could have been a southerner and it was cold. That's all I can say. Well, yeah, yeah, it definitely got cold there. There's... Oh, geez. It, yeah, it's... it's, it's Kind of funny, because um, in the little booklet that you get to kind of do your little self-guided tour of the house, they mentioned that because um, the Snowdens had their ironworks and and they, um, you know, they made the oh like those back plates for mm -hmm. um, the fireplaces and all that stuff. Um, in fact, uh, George Washington would order those from the Snowdens. And um, you're, you're going through the self-guided tour, you read the booklet because there's one of the plates right there. And it talks about how in the wintertime, it would only get up to like 50, 55 degrees in the house. So, yeah, yeah you'd, be, you'd be wearing that quilt over you because it'd be getting chilly. Yeah, we did that at work because it's so cold there. No joke. We, we, <laughs> we wear quilts sometimes around us. Yeah, 55 degrees is just, yeah. It's cold in a TV station. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it, when you're back and in And Houston, it's chilly for Houston. I, I spent three years in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a, it was a three cat day today. It was, you know, 72. <laughs> Woo. Actually, it's supposed to get back up in the 70s here over the weekend, which would be nice. So Yeah, it was actually perfect, but. <laughs> so speaking of George Washington being connected to Mount Pelier Mansion. He's another one that's, you know, supposed to be seen there. Uh, he, when he was there, he actually did not feel well, uh, which is a shame. So, of course, his house of Mount Vernon is supposed to be very haunted as well. He's actually been seen there. Um, they have the original bed, uh, his bed that he actually slept in, that's there. And I'll bring it up here. There is an account from 1890 of his ghost being sighted there. And so I have a couple quotes I wanted to read off real quick. Uh, let's see. Yep, here it is. This is from the New York World newspaper. The most interesting of all the bedrooms is the one belonging to the immortal George and in which he died. In it is the original four-poster bed whereon Washington passed his last moments. This historic chamber is haunted. Of that, there would seem to be little doubt. Many people within recent years have slept in it, and they declare that they were awed by the viewless presence of the nation's first president. They all agree that Washington visits his chamber in the still watches of the night. Ooh. Why do you think they hang out there? Well... Their house I, or, I or imagine just... that he would have spent a lot of time in bed. Well, I, I meant <laughs> <laughs> you sleep. Bum, bum. <laughs> Why do you think they hang out there? Well, 
watch Netflix or something. No, I mean, did they hang out at their house because <laughs> it's their house or, or would he go to crossing the Delaware or looking for his cherry teeth or whatever the other legends are? <laughs> well, you know, he's another one that's, that's seen in multiple locations. I imagine he, you know, he would certainly be seen in his house because yeah, he would have a lot of fond memories of his own home. Uh, we'd probably want to go back and, and visit and you know, why the bedroom specifically. I couldn't tell you. Um, so I have slept everywhere. Because <laughs> he slept there. Oh, George Washington slept everywhere, apparently. Well, he was at the Martha Washington house too, right? Up, right. Up, yeah, up, with the, the Mary Washington yeah. house in Frederick, oh, Virginia. Sorry. Yeah, and that's what I was going to mention. That's then that's his mother's house. Um, okay. So he would he would visit there a lot, and when he would stay there, he would stay in the upstairs room, and so. Um, and so there are going to be some you know, snippets of that within the video on Monday um, of the Mary Washington house and some of those stories about how, yeah, on occasion, hey, you know, maybe it's George that's there because he did he did uh, spend some time up there. He was a good son. He was a good yeah. son. <laughs> Went and saw his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, there are some very yeah. sweet uh, <laughs> illustrations and, and paintings of him from back at that time with his mother. Um, and so, of course, he gives her, you know, a lot of credit for, you know, being the uh, the person that he was. Yeah. And it, like, not all these hauntings are scary, spooky, like everyone thinks, you know, flashlight under the face. A lot <laughs> of them are really nice, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. You know, we just went through the Halloween season and, you know, we kind of amped that mm -hmm. up to be really spooky, scary, all of that. Of course, you know, we watched... You know, we watched a bunch of scary movies over the weekend. You know, um, it's kind of what you do. I, I had posted mm -hmm. on there that I had introduced Nicole to the Insidious franchise. So we're watching spooky stuff. And that's what we do for Halloween. But yeah, you're right. A lot of these hauntings are just, I mean, most of what we do as paranormal investigators when we're interacting with a, with some sort of spirit or ghost or whatever, it's just a human spirit. That's what it is most of the time. And we're just, you know, like on an investigation, I mm -hmm. will introduce myself. Hi, I'm Mike. How you're doing? I'll even sometimes hold up my hand to shake somebody's hand if you know they're so inclined. Um, and we're just meeting people and talking to those humans because they're still a yeah. human being. They just don't have a body anymore. Yeah, exactly. That when we were, I think I might have, I think it was you. I, was, I don't know. I was talking to somebody. Um, we were out in West Texas a few weeks ago, and we were listening to the portal. And it was about three o'clock in the morning. Nothing was going on. Four o'clock in the morning. Nothing was going on. And it starts, um, the energy starts to feel different about five. And you can start hearing little kids' voices. And they were like running around playing. And it, the whole energy just shifted. It's like, oh, well, now they're playing, you know. But you could actually hear them. And it's kind of, you know, the echo. And mm -hmm. it just sounds like they're running around and playing and having a good time. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. They're just mm -hmm. playing. They're just enjoying themselves. Um, yeah, everyone had gone to bed. So now they're playing, you know. <laughs> exactly. There you go. They're just yeah. being kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except yeah. I was still up. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's nothing scary about that. It's just, yeah. you know, they're still doing in the afterlife what they did um, in their regular life. Mm -hmm. and I've, and I've yeah. mentioned it on the show uh, before on Beyond the Shadows, and I probably have on Edge of the Rabbit Hole too, but um, you know, my, my friend Donna, who I used to work with back um, at the library in Maryland, and she, uh, when her uh, father passed away. She and her sister, you know, were cleaning out the house and their dad is downstairs playing with his favorite ham radio down in the basement. You know? Aw. Yeah. yeah. So he's just doing in the afterlife what he did in life. Yeah. 
It's not scary. <laughs> no, no. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah. So that's Washington. Now, I'm going to throw out William Henry Harrison here because this is kind of a fun little sidebar for me. Uh, William Henry Harrison was the first president that died in office. Um, he contracted pneumonia, and it's well, it's debated as to what he actually came down ill with, but he only lasted 31 days and then passed away. Um, he was the, uh, the the president that when well, when he was a military officer, he won the Battle of Tippecanoe. So when he ran for president. The slogan was Tippecanoe and Tyler too. Tyler was his his running mate for uh, for vice president, so that was the the ticket. And this was actually an important moment in American politics because up to that point we hadn't had a president die in office. So what do you do when the president dies? And so John Tyler, who became the next president, basically assumed the role of president. There was, you know. There was nothing. There was no law for this at that point in time. They actually didn't know what to do. But Tyler just kind of came in and said, "Well, the president died. I'm supposed to be next in charge, so I'm just going to go ahead and assume the role of president." And so, while it was highly a highly debatable move at that time, it became accepted. They let him become president, and that became the rule going forward that if a president died in office, and sure, we'll let the vice president become the new president. It, it wasn't a it wasn't a rule before then, so wow. kind of an interesting little bit of history. But William Henry Harrison is said to, for whatever reason, haunt the attic of the White House. I don't know why he's up in the attic, but apparently he haunts the attic of the White House. But where hmm. where William Henry Harrison comes into play with me is um, when I was a kid, and so on the uh, podcast for Beyond the Shadows last week. I was reading a bunch of ghost stories, and I read the ghost story, uh, The Legend Beneath the Coal Bin. And this is based on something that I did as a kid where I created a ghost story at my grandparents' house. Uh, it was originally meant to scare the next-door kid, which I did. And then when I let him in on the joke, we decided to scare my sister and my cousin, which we did. And we let them in on the joke, and it became like this family thing where we were all trying to spook each other with – you know, the, the spirit of the quote-unquote Indian chief. Because what I ended up doing was um, I found a story that, I don't know, it, it wasn't really too local to where my grandparents were, but it was like, well, you know, we're in the Midwest. So I, I really what I did is I opened up an encyclopedia. My, at the top of the stairs of my grandparents' house was, you know, a shelf with encyclopedia. So I just grabbed one, grabbed the T's, boom, opened up to, Tin Squatawa. Who the heck's Tin Squatawa? He was a Shawnee Indian chief uh, known as the Great Prophet, and he fought and lost the Battle of Tippecanoe. So my little ghost story was that supposedly this happened around my grandparents' house, which, like I said, I, it didn't, but I needed to find a character. He became my character, and it was the ghost of Tin Squatawa that killed William Henry Harrison. <laughs> and that's how he became, you know, the, the first president to die in office. And now Tin Squatawa was haunting my grandparents' house. So <laughs> I'm putting that on Twitter. You know, yeah. that's gonna go, that's gonna start trending and you're it gonna was, go, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it was a lot of fun. And, and we still mention it to this day in my family. And this is this is Tin Squatawa. 
Um, he was the brother of Tecumseh, and a lot of people are more familiar with Tecumseh. Um, but yeah, he was known as the Great Prophet and kind of went rushing into this battle at Tippecanoe and lost that. But um, yeah, he became my, he became my character for this this ghost story. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> it's goofy, but fun. And no, what do you know? It, yeah, it is. It is. And what did you know? It William Henry Harrison is actually supposed to be a ghost, but at the White House. No. no. In the attic. In the attic. Because he's afraid. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to come to my grandparents' house because, you know, Temscottawa no, will get him again. He's looking for something, something to fight. Temscottawa. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, mm -hmm. he's still ready for battle there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mr. Let's see. Actually, I skipped one. Okay, so we'll we'll do we'll do this one first, and then get back to Betty language. So, Mr. CO two, what makes them different from a residual? So, well, with a residual haunt, there's like no interaction. It's just like watching a playback of something. Um, where with a intelligent haunt, we're able to interact and you know ask questions and. You know, maybe they're looking at us like we're the ghost, which happens sometimes, or whatever. There's, you know, a, a, you know, they're responsive, and uh, with a residual haunt, it's just, oh, okay. There's a, you know, a ghost that floated through the wall. You know. So, do you actually see them, or are they more like shadow people? You just know that they're there. Well, actually, uh, I talked about this in the unveiling the shadows uh, workshop that I did a couple weeks ago. Um, I had to work. I was working that day. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, the last part of it, and we actually ran over uh, on that. So it kind of like hurried up at the end there, which you know, next time I do the workshop, we'll try to figure out the timing of it. But um, did get into, um, you know, those concepts of why, you know, sometimes there are people that see more shadows than apparitions and others that see more apparitions that, than shadows. And my belief is it has more to do with your personal resonance and vibration. And not that somebody who sees shadows is like you know, a darker person or whatever. It's just you know, your vibrational level is just along the same lines as theirs. And so you're able to see more of them. Um, I've seen both. I've mm -hmm. seen both apparitions and shadows. I've even seen a, sh seen a shadow morph into an apparition. Ooh. So, yeah, it's just... I believe since you see one more than the other, that there's something about your connection to that uh, type of entity that you're able to see more of it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. I just... agree with that. That sounds okay. good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Better agree. No. <laughs> no. So there's no there's no shadow figure of George Washington lurking around. You know, I have not heard of a shadow person of George Washington. People usually just see. There's George, and they see him everywhere, apparently. Yeah. Now, I, I have heard of Shadow Abraham Lincoln. Like, really? You know, Where at? The White House. I mean, <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, I always hear about him as the apparition. You, yeah, you've heard of him as a shadow? Yeah. Like, people see him way off. He's real tall, thin. Huh. I don't know if he has the hat on or not, but they're like, oh, that's, that's Lincoln. Yeah, I don't think he yeah. wore the hat indoors. Because that was more of a, mm -hmm. you know, the etiquette. You, know, you got to take the yeah. hat off indoors. So I don't think he wore that indoors. Yeah. But you know how, like, before you go to bed, you go and check all the doors, make sure everything's, you know, the cat's in or out or whatever. That's mm -hmm. what it always seems like is he's walking up and down the halls, checking and making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. Okay. So you're uh, checking on everybody. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's something you would do in the afterlife too, or I don't know. 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if that, I don't know if he did that while he lived there at the White House, if he had a habit of going in and, and checking on people, because you hear about a number of spirits that will continue old habits into the afterlife. Even if it's, yeah. you know, some of those could be residual where they're just you know going along, mm -hmm. but some of them you hear are intelligent as well because they will have interactions with people, you know, while they're still doing those same routines over and over again. They just don't, either they don't realize that they've passed or yeah. for whatever reason, they decide they're going to keep up this routine, even though they, you know, they are no more apparently. Stone tape. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, but that or would be more of would. a residual. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep on doing. Right. I think I did remember him reading that he had trouble sleeping, so, or he slept walk or something. Now you're making me think, oh gosh. Um, I think he did have trouble sleeping. So he would be up in the night walking around. I need to mm -hmm. find this out. I'll find out and tell you. Yeah, that Report sounds like back. an interesting one. Okay, yes. <laughs> Report back. <laughs> Report back. Report okay. back here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so. Betty Lange, hey Mike, did you know that Ohio has the largest known, known? Is that known or gnome rock in America? I don't know. A gnome okay. rock would be really cool. That would be, like the largest gnome carved into a rock. That would be pretty cool. Okay. I don't know. After Lincoln, I'm gonna check on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, checking that one. So I think this one's from QG. This is a good question. What if people are actually seeing the Hatman shadow figure and not Abraham Lincoln? Ooh. Good question. Um, well, I would say this. If it's if he's wearing the hat indoors, and because some people do see, because the hat man comes in different shapes and sizes, you know, wearing different types of hats. One of them is a top hat. Of course, Lincoln's known to wear the top hat. So I would say if it's indoors, like we were just talking about, because of the etiquette, if it's indoors and it's just a shadow and it has a top hat, I would say that might more be a hat man shadow person than Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. But if it's on the grounds, then perhaps it's Abe. But what if he was going somewhere and he forgot his gloves and he had to run back in and take his hat off? Okay. Because he wore gloves, you know. <laughs> okay you got me there if he was just running back into the white house to, to get his gloves <laughs> and didn't take that off right? i have no idea yeah it happens i don't know it happens but that's a good question that's a good question because um yeah a, a lot of um people speculate as to why um these shadow entities you know the hat man wears these different types of hats are they trying to disguise themselves as a human try to blend in you know give a familiar visage um or are some of the we know some of these shadow entities are actually human spirits so are some of these hat people also just you know a, a regular human spirit and you know in you know and when they form up even though they're not coming off as a full apparition and only as a shadow are they just you know wearing their favorite hat Good question. That, that's what investigation <laughs> takes. And, and people will ask me, you know, how do you tell the difference between the two? Well, if you just look at one, you don't know immediately. That's where your interaction with it and, you know, maybe you have to do some follow-up investigating where that comes into play. Or you could just go ask him. 
Just go ask him. Just go ask him. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. Well, that's Uh, what I keep saying is I've said that many times until we actually sit down and have a conversation with one of them, you know, like interview, you'll get, get Mr. Shadow Man on uh, edge of the rabbit hole, you know, or beyond the shadows here and sit down and be like, okay, Mr. Shadow Man. So where are you from? (laughs) That's good. Are are, are you married? (laughs) Do you prefer a fedora? (laughs) Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you like fedoras? And you know, why do you wear the hat? You know, is it just your buddies? Because, you know, a lot of them don't wear hats. Maybe he's balding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and, if, and, if a, and if a hat man took off a hat, his hat, could you tell he was balding? Ooh, no. No. But you know how you can tell the hat people, the hat men down here, because they all have cowboy hats on? That's a true story, too. Um, I have not heard... I have not heard any stories of a, of a hat man wearing a cowboy hat. Now, fedora, I, yes... I sent you a picture of one. Did you? The scary hat man coming around the corner, like, whoa, he has a cowboy hat on. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Yeah. But then that's the only one then. Then that's the only one. Yeah. Well, that's the only one we photographed. Okay. But yeah, he had a cowboy hat on. Yeah, that's the only one I've heard of with with a cowboy hat. Um, And I have have an EVP of Spurs that I can't get mm -hmm. downloaded to my computer. (laughs) You told me about the Spurs, yeah. uh, I work on that. Busy tomorrow. Look at that. Okay, Spurs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We are at about our hour mark um, from when we actually went live. I I know that we started late to begin with uh, because of technical issues with our uh, guest this evening. So I have to go back and and change all this stuff here on uh, on the description. So. Thank you all very much for joining us this evening. And I know this is election night. I'm happy you guys didn't get into all the politics. Appreciate that. 